Welcome to another episode of Exploring Art Podcast, a Florida International University student podcast for the creative curious. I'm your host, Lorena, and I'm very pleased to have Ty and Carolyn on the panel today with me. Welcome to Exploring Art Podcast, guys. How are you today? Good. Super excited to talk to you guys about some stuff. I'm happy to be here, too. I'm glad. I'm also happy to be here. But before we jump into our discussion... I want to give our listeners a little background on what we're going to be talking about today. So I will be reading our case so they know. So today we'll be, uh, we're going to be talking about 1.5 modern masterpiece Just Ducky, which dates back to Liverpool, England, late in 1983. A wine merchant named Maureen Gledhill bought an abstract painting from Ernest Cleverly, a sculptor who also runs a pet shop. When Ms. Gledhill walked into the shop, the sculptor had been discussing the picture with Brian Burgess, an artist, and she believed it was one of Burgess's works. She paid $105 for the painting, thinking it a bargain, and displayed it prominently in her home. But it turned out that the painting was the work of a duck named Pablo, who had escaped from his cage while cleverly the sculptor was doing some painting and had got his feet in the paint. I noticed that it made an interesting pattern. And it just developed from there, said Cleverly. I tried him on canvas with different colors. He has a real eye for composition and flair for color. Gledhill no longer displays the painting at her home, but she remarks, I know it sounds corny. I don't know much about art, but I know what I like. And this was a painting I liked. The duck, said Cleverly, is a natural. So what do you guys think about this? I feel like... A duck making art is just crazy, and being able to sell that art is just amazing. Yeah. Yeah, if I was her, I, I would have kept it. Yeah, I feel like it's really iconic. Like, it's a duck doing all of this. Yeah, I true. Why she was so... I mean, I that is a lot of money, if you think about it. $100 for a duck painting. It is, it is, but you will never find the same painting again. Like, it's just a one-of-one painting, so it's unique. Yeah, it's like a limited edition. It's just one just for you to display. Like, how awesome. Okay, so before we get into, like, actually discussing this, I want to get a little bit of background information on the setting of this event. So, Carolyn, could you, like, fill us up on some of the information you found about Liverpool? Yeah, of course. Uh, Liverpool is known for its music and for being the city of pop. The Beatles wrote nostalgic songs and Liverpool was used as the background for many videos and films. Liverpool is home to many more than 2,500 buildings. This city has a rich history and it has an amazing city to visit if you're into British history. Um, Liverpool has a, hast- a history of performing arts. Every year they do a thea- theatrical highlight um, called the Liverpool Shakespeare Festival. Liverpool has a beautiful building, like old buildings, and it has become the second most filmed city in the UK. There is actually a museum called the Museum of Liverpool, and, it, and like the admissions to get in are free. 
but that's not the only free museum you can visit there. There are many more. Liverpool is framed for its connection with pop and soccer. The soccer team is called Liverpool Football Club. They compete in premier leagues and it's top tier of English football. Everybody watches it. But changing the topic a little bit, did you know that the world's first passenger railway line was introduced in the city and that it's also home to the largest cathedral in the UK? Um, that's right. It's amazing. Talking about location, Liverpool is also located uh, northwest of England, like a few miles from the Irish Sea. Wow, that's so cool. Like the most, the, my favorite part about it was probably when you said that they have free museums because it's like, you know, they're giving you free knowledge. Like you have no excuse to not go to the museum now. Yeah, it's amazing. You guys can just, if you guys are visiting, you guys will know more about Liverpool and England. If you go to the museums, they're all free. You don't have to pay for anything. So you can just get in and learn more about the history. Yeah, and as you told me a lot, like you let let us know a lot of like very cool stuff about it. I also heard that it's kind of like a, a, a place that is surrounded by a lot of water. So that was really like interesting to me because like it's so rich in culture, yet it's like hidden in like this place where it's surrounded by water. I don't know. It's a very cool place according to like other research that I've made. Yeah, it has a lot of history and like good culture, music, a lot of interesting stuff to know about it. Yeah, that's great. So I also wanted to talk a little bit about our characters. Ty, do you think you could give us an input on the characters? Yes, I can. So let's first let's talk about the dude who runs the pet shop, Ernest. Ernest Cleverly was, a, was also a sculptor who runs a pet shop and had a painting that was made, oh no. Oh, he had a, he was talking to the dude who had the painting made by a duck and then he sold it to Ms. Gledhill. And then we're gonna get into that later. And then about Brian, Brian was born in Liverpool. He was an artist and a sculptor and he was influenced, his work was influenced by his father who was a Navajo Indian. His name was John Bluestick. And his mother was from Liverpool. She was Irish. Mm, that's very cool. How about, well, I don't know about you, but I researched a little bit about Maureen Gledhill, the girl that made the purchase. Um, she was a wine merchant, which means that she had to have like some kind of cultural knowledge because, you know, she worked with like, you know, she worked with like a lot of like wine export companies. So she probably had a little bit more knowledge than the average person in Liverpool. And it was really surprising to me how, you know, she's supposed to be a little bit more culturally aware, but she couldn't even tell that the painting was made by a duck. Oh, we could yeah. get into that on how, what is art, you know? Yeah, of course. I um, mean, art can be seen from any different perspectives, but... I honestly don't know how she didn't notice that it was made by a duck. I don't know. She was like, she probably had like high expectations of the artist. So she thought he made it. I don't really know what she thought. When That's a good the point. Book. That's a good point. Yeah. She just like jumped straight into it. That was her issue. Like she walked in, she saw that the famous artist was there because 
Brian Burgess was really like, you know, known at that time. He used to sell a lot of artwork. He still does till today. And she probably saw him. She was like, oh my goodness, like this painting was made by him. I have to get this. And when they told her the price, she probably thought that it was like a bargain that she was receiving, but she actually didn't know that the actual reason was because the duck made it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. So let's get into a little bit of a history of the 1980s, you know, something about music and the culture. Do you guys have an input on that? I mean, yeah, like in the year 1983 specifically, um, there were a lot of artsy like things happening. So like a lot of events, awards and works of art were acknowledged. Uh, there was a contemporary art gallery called Galeria OMR founded in Mexico City. Um, that's like one of the highlights that happened that year. Uh, but many more also happened like Nigel Thompson was an Australian artist who won the Archie Archibald, I believe, I don't know if I'm saying it right, price um, this year, but like he won two, two of the same prices uh, like in his lifetime. He is known for um, satirical paintings of the Australian society. So another fact about 1983 is that the music was definitely popping. Everybody was listening to new music coming out. So CDs became very popular to people who listen to classical music. Um, and like some well-known songs in this year were like Uptown Girl by Billy Joel or the album Thriller by Michael Jackson. Uh, these, like many other songs, like Every Breath You Take by The Police and like a lot of other songs well-known today uh, came out that year as well. Um, those hits, like we li we listen to them until this day. So I feel like they marked uh, the history of music very, like a lot. So like until today, we still listen to those songs. Like our parents play when we when we're like having a party or whatever when we're all having fun. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe that's just my family. But my too. I, yeah, I got Michael Jackson. I was like six, so like yeah, everybody loves Michael Jackson. Yeah. his whole story, and it was really like in 1983. It was really a year that he like, you know, he he decided to drop the album. He was like, I'm dropping Thriller, and it became like super popular. Like everybody knows it. Um, but yeah, it was a really it was a really good year for music history and culture. Yeah, that's really cool. Like, I always listen to those songs, but somehow I never, you know, I read this thing about the duck, and I didn't realize that the years were the same, and 1983 was a very iconic year. Even, like, some websites, like, out.com, they said that pop music um, was trending that year, and it was literally the finest year of pop music ever, and it's true. A lot of good songs came out that we listen to today still, so that's yeah. really and the Beatles recorded in Liverpool in that year, like those years as well. Like it was just an amazing year for like our culture, history. So a lot of things were marked during that year that we still know until like today. Like it will be known like forever because 
like even our generations like more generations coming will know about Michael Jackson and the the history about that whole year and it was it was a really remarkable year yeah it really was okay so do you guys think we should get on with the questions sure yeah sure okay no I was just wondering in case any anyone had anything else to add I mean I do have something else oh okay perfect it's like for like the fashion culture part of it the 80s Madonna was a huge part of it from mrpopculture.com they put like a whole article on how she influenced the fashion and clothes for that era yeah true a lot of uh, films also came out like Star Wars uh, Scarface came out in that year too which is well known today Um, I mean if you haven't watched Scarface please uh, pause this podcast right now and go watch it because pause it just just watch it after no don't (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding yeah watch it after but um yeah risky businesses also came out there were a lot of amazing films that came out this year so that's why it's an amazing year like you know a lot of culture everything came out we should all these like we should add all these movies to like the movie list that we have in class true true (laughs) okay so if no one else has anything to add we can get on to the questions so the first question that we have here for discussion is what would it help Ms. Gledhill to know about art in deciding what to think about the paintings? Um, in my opinion, I feel like she, I mean, knowing a little bit and having a little bit of background knowledge about art, she should have known that it came from a Doug, but I mean, everybody sees art in a different way way and every has everybody has a different perspective of when it comes to like making art um some some people like make art because they just like art or some people want to express their feelings so it's just like you know um maybe she like wanted to she thought that buying the thing was buying the the painting was like admiring the artist and what he did but she didn't really know where it came from until like someone else told her and she called and she like got her knowledge on where the painting came from but I mean what do you guys think yeah I agree with what you're saying and I feel like I want to add on to that what you said that she bought it like in admiration of the artist Brian Burgess but let's just think about the fact that if she had never found out that it was made by a duck she probably would still have it there or she wouldn't have called the merchant like, oh my goodness, this was made by an animal. Like, it's really, you know, weird because art is art. Um, as long as it's made with a creative intent, I really don't see what the deal would be. Like, even like what we said before, if I went up to someone's house and I asked them, oh, where's your painting from? And they told me it was like a duck made it. I feel like that would be such a good like conversation spark. Like, yeah, it would, yeah, it would just be like, what do you mean a duck made it? And it would just have a whole conversation and you would feel like cool because nobody else has that painting. Like just you, nobody else has a, a duck painting in the, the their living room just like there. So it's like, 
you know, it's, it's a really cool thing to have. So I don't really know. I mean, maybe she didn't see us as art because of Doug made it, but I mean, I don't know why she would just want her money back on a painting that's so unique and that's just amazing. Yeah, I think because it was an abstract painting and that says that it does not attempt to represent an accurate description of visual reality so like i mean a lot of i mean a lot of abstract art sells nowadays like yeah my favorite art is abstract art and i feel like it's just unique because some like most um artists do abstract art to express what they feel they just do whatever they feel at the moment and i feel like that's what's amazing about abstract art so i don't know so yeah yeah, this all ties into our chapter um, reading that we did uh, when it talks about anti-essentialism, like basically saying that art has no definite meaning. And I feel like this is definitely one of those times like art might not have a meaning, but, you know, it was it might not have like a definite meaning, but it was definitely art because, you know, it was made by like our little artist duck friend. So I just feel like she didn't <laughs> know that. So that's probably why she got mad. It's like the question I mean, is like, yeah, what if she knew about art and deciding what to think about it? Maybe she just didn't know that, you know, abstract art could be just, you know, a duck walking on a canvas, you know? Maybe he would have, he should have told her where the painting came from and the history behind the painting a little bit before she bought it. But he was probably scared that, you know, it wasn't going to be as much as like she bought it, like she bought it for $105. Um, so I don't know if she would have probably thought that it was going to be worthless if he told her, oh, it was made by a duck. So that's probably why he didn't tell her. I don't really know why he didn't tell her. But well, that could bring us to our next question, Lorena. Yeah, well, and to be fair, like she walked into the store and she was like insisting on buying it. She didn't even let them talk. She's like, I want it. I want it and they sold it to her yeah so, yeah and like also we could also tie this to our chapter reading because we saw that there's a chimpanzee called betsy that she's from the baltimore zoo and she does all kinds of abstract art and they display her art on like uh, art museums and national history museums so what's the difference in that i think that it's very like maybe like that century or that time that people didn't think they were maybe like judgy but it's literally the same thing like now um seeing this chimpanzee make art is like a cool thing but the duck is not seen as cool like I don't know yeah I agree I mean the chimpanzee was pretty cool too to, if you ask me like a chimpanzee making art is just something else I mean just like the duck painting so yeah of course so our next question here is you know what possible um, alternative reasons might she have for removing the painting from her home i feel like when she found out that it was a duck painting she probably was like i paid 105 dollars for a duck to walk over my painting <laughs> and she did not see it as art she just got mad because of the money and she was just like 
okay? I'm gonna go and complain um, to get my money back because she was like, I did not pay for something that for a duck to walk over the painting, you get me? So she, she initially thought that um, um, the, the artist was the one that made it, but that wasn't the case. She also bought, bought the painting in a rush. So she didn't really let people explain to her where it came from. So part of it is like, it's both of their faults, so. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, is there anything else you wanna add, Ty? Um, yeah, I feel like she probably just felt like she got scammed. It's like, I feel like if I'm buying a painting, I would probably win it from a person and not a duck. So yeah, she probably just felt like she got duped a little bit. <laughs> and let's keep in mind that she's a wine merchant, which means her friend, like her friend of like her circle of friends, they might be a, also like a little bit more culturally aware. So I feel like she also took it out to like avoid the questions of, you know, like people being up to her and being like, well, who drew this? Because this looks nothing like what Brian Burgess would draw. And just to avoid explaining anything, maybe she just took it off. Yeah, true. And I don't know. There's many reasons because she says she liked the art. She she ends up saying that it might sound corny, but she liked it. I don't know. Maybe since it, she lived in like Liverpool, which is like this city where it's surrounded by water. She maybe wanted to have like a different aesthetic, like a like a more like two color aesthetic like maybe blue and white and like just a rainbow um duck legs all around didn't fit the team i don't know Could be <laughs> a but yeah is there anything else you guys would want to add um i mean i just really found this painting cool and i personally would have kept it uh even if i didn't know when i bought it like I would have found out later and it would have been even more interesting. I would have been able to talk to people about it. I would have uh, been able to go and ask the artist like the whole story behind it. And I mean, it was it's a, like a one of uh, one of one abstract painting. So I feel like it's unique in every single way. Yeah, I, w I totally agree. Like just imagine telling people the story of how that art got to your wall. Like, oh, it was just a duck that escaped. And like, I just feel like it's very cool. Sure. So yeah, I want to thank you guys for joining us today, um, Ty and Carolyn. I really appreciate it. And this concludes Exploring Art Podcast. Subscribe to Exploring Art Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or, you know, wherever you get your podcasts. And thank you for listening. Please join us soon and remember to stay curious.